mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Hello, galactic-like beings and grooving gods and goddesses out there from all over the land. It's been a few weeks since I got on here. I mean, uh, every light worker I know, everyone from the spiritual groups I'm associated with, uh, all just really felt that Mars retro drag and have kind of been going through it, man. And you know, I was no exception. Uh, and then also still dealing with the, there's just the smoke and everything going on over here and around the world. I think it's difficult for us to not have these little dips in not even creativity, but just like, cause a lot of times what I'll do, uh, is I'll be creating things in my head while I'm resting and seemingly doing nothing because my body is, you know, transmuting DNA and just going, nope, we're in rest and digest and that's where you're stuck. So here I am and I'm, you know, still reading cards and doing all that fun stuff. But what I really want to talk about today is, um, healing and overcoming sexual trauma and your fight or flight freeze or fawn response there's four f's now <laughs> they're four effing annoying to a lot of us who've had to overcome this but i think it has had a purpose in our um dimensional vibration our ascension our development as souls However, that does not make any of it less difficult to talk about or hear about or deal with. So I want to say right off the bat that, you know, I will be discussing sexual trauma and, uh, if there's any, you know, kids around or whatever, they probably shouldn't be listening to this because I'm talking about our, um, sensuality, sexuality, and healing our trauma through that so there will be some material that is not appropriate for kids and possibly triggering to assault survivors I won't be going into uh, graphic detail about my own personal experience just kind of like an outline of here's what happened the ages I was and this is why I was so uh, stuck in the fight or flight adrenaline trauma response cycle for so long and the grooves in my brain my neural network and neural pathways were so deeply set that it took me a very long time um, to get to where I am now 
and a large part of the reason. There were many steps along the way, like most people dealing with any kind of mental health or trauma, um, but the thing that really made the difference and kind of put me over the hump to where I'm at a place where I almost feel like I could legitimately say that I'm cured, even though we know there is never truly such a thing. I mean, these traumas kind of like come back up on the wheel so that we can learn more from it in a higher vibration and uh, become even more connected and healed and help heal the collective with our healing our own trauma. Um, for those of you that are more new to this concept of ascension and doing shadow work and healing yourself and releasing trauma, you may not have heard, and it's kind of a really cool thing, that just by looking inside yourself and working on yourself, you can actually help heal your ancestors, your your uh, future descendants, your friends and family and the collective energy of the universe. So that makes it pretty worthwhile to be willing to go into those deep dark places. But even without all of that grand, let's put on our spiritual light worker, light warrior, superhero cape and uh, go fly off into the universe and uh, heal everyone. We, <laughs> we get the benefit even without any of that grandiosity that I am prone to love. We get peace. I'm feeling a sense of peace today that I honestly don't remember ever having. And so I will tell you right now, there's probably going to be little moments throughout this where I might get emotional, you know, cry -y a little, but it's really all just tears of relief and gratitude for this peace. So I will be right back with a little more about how to heal and release uh, your own sexual trauma. And even if it's not so much uh, sexual trauma, it could be medical trauma, it could be trauma from childbirth, whatever has affected your ability to have um, peace and to enjoy the sensuality of your body and the pleasure that comes from that. How to restore yourself after sexual dysfunction. So I'll be right back to talk about sex. Hello, I am back. Andrea Land, your grooving goddess. And now you've had a chance to put in your earbuds or whatever you needed to do to make sure there's no kids around while we're talking about adult stuff, which ironically and sadly, uh, usually happens to kids when we're talking about sexual trauma. So part of what made me feel this newfound sense of peace was something that happened today, which I will share in a minute. And, um, it kind of put the, the bow around a bunch of loose ends that I'd been piecing together about how to help others heal and release sexual trauma. Oh, and before I go on, I was going to mention, uh, 
uh, full disclosure, I, my body is in an FU mode. So I am recording this laying down and just using the energy to get up and go shut the door so that it hopefully doesn't sound like I'm in a bus terminal like the intro just did. Uh, this is as good as it's going to get because I need to use this energy to talk and not worry about, um, a whole bunch of editing and sound quality. So thank you for your, uh, acceptance of me as I am, as always, you're pretty darn awesome out there. Anyway, that's one thing that I guess, uh, this weird 2020 year has been good for us that we all have to give each other a little space to not be perfect at every damn thing. So, the glorious sense of peace that I am now feeling came after going to uh, what I thought was just my six-month check-in, how you doing, meds good, all right, here you go, see you in six months, visit with my primary doc, who is really wonderful. Um, I've been going to him for a decade, and he doesn't uh, usually do, like, my pelvic exam or whatnot. It's He farms those out to the um, PAs, not because, you know, he's like, ew, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> or, like, he doesn't want to work on women or whatever, but just because of um, logistics, and he, he has other patients he needs to see for other stuff. So, uh, strangely enough, I get there and they have me down for a physical. So the nurse is asking me if I ordered, I asked for that. And I, I was like, uh, no, I thought the doctor did. I thought I was, nope, he didn't. So anyway, what wound up happening is I, uh, thought I was just going in for a little brief chat and see you later. But, um, Instead, it was uh, an exam, and I was getting a pap smear and a breast exam. So my history with that has been between the sexual trauma that I've experienced and the medical trauma of a, um, you know, that relates to my genitals, basically, uh, I have a re- it historically had a very hard time, and you know, I had gotten to the place where I just kind of, um, tell anybody, especially if they're a new person that I've never seen before and is touching my body, Hey, I have a history of trauma. And if I tell you that I'm less likely to freak out about this exam right now, and then they're kind of aware of it and they tend to be a little more gentle and less matter of fact than, um, they normally would be because they're just all in a hurry trying to take care of people. Uh, the medical community and before this pandemic was so overloaded. Um, if they seem like they don't care sometimes, I think it's just because they're trying to do as much as possible in a day at any rate. Uh, so my doctor is one of those doctors that we just chat, 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 and he really wants to know everything that's been going on and ask about the kids and the house and, you know, how life is going, how my symptoms have been and all of those kinds of things and, um, how I'm feeling about the world, yada, yada, while he's examining you. And, um, he got to the end of things and was like, all right, well, you're done. I'll see you in six months. And I swear it was so funny. It wasn't like disassociation, which I've definitely had 
plenty. It was, I literally just didn't even notice. I was like, oh, okay, well, it's judging my boobs now, and he's taking a sample, and, and now I'm fine. And the joy that I felt when he left the room, and I realized that for the first time in my life, which it's been a pretty long life dealing with, um, having had these deep traumas, uh, that I felt fine. I didn't feel dissociated. I didn't feel anxious. I wasn't in the beginnings of an adrenaline rush or a fight or flight response or a panic attack or, um, and I also wasn't having physical pain. That's the other thing I always used to, you know, they would be like, well, you're, your cervix doesn't have nerve endings and blah, blah, blah. And it is true that it can make you a little crampy when you get it. But I mean, I would get one and then it was like, I'm just going to go lay down for the rest of the day now. Like I just had, you know, uh, some like cancer removed or something because I would be cramping and miserable and feel awful, uh, most of the time. So it was really joyful to just do a normal thing that everyone has to do and feel normal about it and not feel like, okay, well now I'll spend the next one to five days recovering from this adrenaline surge and being jumpy and having flashbacks. And I mean, these are all various stages. I, I've been kind of, you know, in active recovery and, um, remembering things since I was 25. So that's like 26 years of therapy and work and such. Um, some of it actual surgical work because after the trauma that I had, my body was pretty fragile. And when I had kids, a lot of things got messed up. So, uh, after all of that, I had a lot of trouble with just sexual function in general. And then like physically, the equipment wasn't working right. And then, um, so I went through a lot of different things and therapies and I did, uh, you know, forgiveness work and worked on myself and released trauma. And, uh, I even did pelvic floor therapy, which was the most amazing and effective thing ever. Um, it is a, an actual exam. They, you know, it's a hands-on experience. Um, and that is their, uh, expertise and they teach you what, uh, exercises you need to be doing to fix the problems that you're having. Some of it is where there's scar tissue or, you know, maybe nerves got a little damaged and, um, by massaging the right things or doing the right sorts of, um, because it's just not about kegling. It was really funny because part of the problem was is that I had over kegled for about 15 years. <laughs> so everything was so uptight down there. Uh, it was causing me pain um, with everything, with sex, with orgasm, with, you know, it was, or just numbness. I mean, I was a mess. So, um, 
anyway, the, the pelvic floor therapy not only helped fix sexual function, but it, it made, um, and helped, you know, my, my bladder work properly and, uh, all the pain that I was having, um, stop, but it also improved my neuropathy and like sciatica that I had, because it turns out that there's this nerve, you know, that's part of the, um, pelvic floor, the pudendal nerve, and it kind of like wraps around your groin and then like across your buttock and lower back and up over your hip. And if you have uh, scar tissue or any kind of problem with that, it can literally cripple you. I, I, for years since I had the surgeries, I, I had trouble sitting. I had trouble, um, driving because of the lifting your leg, like up back and forth motion, uh, because of the damage that I had. So, you know, holy crap, right? I had no idea that pelvic floor therapy was going to improve all of these other medical conditions that I was dealing with. Um, so today I had peace and a big reason for that is that in the last year between the pelvic floor therapy, my personal work on myself and, um, working on healing sexual trauma with my partner who ironically is actually on another continent, but, um, he and I meet in this liminal space that feels so, uh, feels even more real, honestly, than reality to be truthful, that it's, um, enough, you know, obviously we would like to be in the same country, but you know, who plans on a pandemic, but the, uh, healing of this trauma and this peace that I have now, I really feel like I've been able to release and heal to the degree where I'm at now, where I'm really just not triggered at all and at peace with that part of myself is by combining the pelvic floor therapy, um, self-love and pleasure with a partner, uh, with intention of, um, healing the sacral chakra and, um, it involving energy work with it and, releasing and healing, um, things that happened to me and changing my energy through, you know, release and orgasm and, and loving myself and, and connecting with someone else. So, uh, oh, and there's a wonderful, I don't even know what to call her. As far as I'm concerned, she's a goddess, but her name, her name online is cosmic angel five, five, five. Her name is Hazel. And, uh, she has wonderful YouTube videos about, um, doing this work and has a much better way of explaining the energy work part of it. Um, and how to connect with your partner that way. But, um, so I combined all of these things into what is working for me. And, um, I do intend 
soon to maybe start some sort of a monthly online workshop or something where we can you can be anonymous if you want to be uh, for your own privacy but just maybe come and discuss more in depth some of the ways that I have purposefully um, tried to heal the trauma that I've experienced um, and some of it, it it sounds really weird especially if you've been traumatized or you're just remembering stuff or this is kind of new to you working on this um, it can be hard to understand this part but there's a part of our our brain where um, we sometimes are drawn to like uh, sexual imagery or fantasies or or different um, fetishes and things because of how we were abused or assaulted and then there's a certain amount of shame and guilt associated with that which then sort of compounds the whole problem and then makes you feel worse and more disconnected from your root chakra and sacral chakra and your sexuality and sensuality and personal pleasure so uh in my case um not to go into a graphic example but there are certain scenarios that happened and by um either self-pleasure or with my partner I am sort of simulating or fantasizing about a transformed version of that trauma uh, so for instance instead of it being that I'm being victimized it's that I'm being loved by myself or by my partner or both um, and the, uh, this is so weird to talk about. Oh, that's why I want to have the zoom workshops because then I can go more in depth about this stuff. But, um, let's just say for instance, there was more than one assailant in a situation. And so you are sort of recreating that, but with your partner in a way that instead it is loving and you're being worshipped and um, pleasured and you are a love goddess and that uh, we're healing all the pain and the hurt associated with that memory and the release and I'm not just talking I mean the orgasms are always great if you know what I'm saying by the time you're my age you should be really good at coming just saying <laughs> if you're not then you really do need to do a little reading and everyone should be enjoying their bodies honestly why else are we here in this crazy ass incarnation <laughs> on earth if we can't fully enjoy our bodies so be open to receiving that kind of healing um but the emotional release and the transformative experience of it is what has brought me to this place of peace and you don't have to have another person <laughs> to accomplish this so uh, I'm really excited 
to be able to construct this into a format so that I can present it in a way that it clearly explains it um, in a more private setting versus millions of people could hear it if they wanted to. Not that I'm ever necessarily going to have a million listeners. That's I, I'm, I'll be amazed if I have a hundred <laughs> at some point. Oh, isn't that funny? But, um, I'm happy that I can figure out how to help others in a smaller setting so that they can ask me questions and I can help give other people this kind of peace. One of the groups I participate in, especially right now, I mean, I would say at least a third of all the posts that are like, hey, I'm working on healing trauma, etc. It's always, 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 almost always some kind of sexual trauma. So just a brief history of what happened to me. I was two years old. Uh, I'm going to try not to gloss over that because I have a tendency, I have had a tendency in the past because I've really worked on releasing the charge of all these things that it would almost sound kind of robotic when I was telling things that are very deeply painful and emotional because I was either detached or disassociated from it or it just didn't hold the charge for me anymore but I realize when I say these things to other people it's like I need to just take a minute and give you a minute to absorb that because it's a lot but in short for two years when I was very small uh, my mother's heroin addict boyfriend um, human trafficked me and assaulted me. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that, but you don't need to hear the graphic details. Uh, I don't need to inflict that on other people's, uh, mental state to heal myself. So if at some point somebody wants to know that stuff, you know, maybe that'll be one of those private things, but, uh, I don't feel now like it is beneficial to anyone, including myself to, go over the gory details as you would say um then when I was eight years old I had a teenage neighbor who actually six years old teenage neighbor who you know was <laughs> it sounds dumb to say it but you know more mildly molesting me <laughs> he wasn't selling me to people for drugs uh but you know it all counts and this is what i've learned from my varied trauma experience then uh at a pretty good run of people staying the hell away from me and mostly because the minute a boy like me i had such a panic attack that i ran from the situation like i was running from tigers for real full adrenaline flight response. Um, then when I was 19, I was, uh, date raped and had some physical damage from that and went through a few years of medical trauma from that and then had further medical trauma when I had my children because of that 
sexual trauma history and the effect on my body. So that's a brief history and it's only really today as I've been thinking about all this and figuring out how to communicate it and send it out and type it or you know I was trying to type it give me a break this has to be recorded so anyway I was trying to figure out how to relay it all to the people who I know are going to need to hear it and it will help you and those of you that this is for that are feeling that way I want you to know it gets better and it can get better and it will get better and that I love you and your guides and angels love you if you believe in angels uh, whatever you believe in you are loved in this universe and nothing that happened diminishes that or diminishes you and having a hard time and and struggling with healing this uh, doesn't mean that you're not doing it right I mean good lord look how freaking long it took me and I didn't really find the key for the lock oh my gosh I just remembered something someone told me in a reading isn't that interesting um, cosmic angel 555 by the way there was a key that came up remember the key hazel here's the key so the key to unlocking um, how to fully get peace from this and then be able to help others do the same for themselves um, the the reason I have that now is because I had all those different kinds of traumas and it, you know over the last few years as ascension has been ramping up and there has been what I like to call a quickening of that ascension energy where there's the critical mass of more and more and more and more and more souls awakening and then we just all amplify each other and so everybody is just charged and healing and figuring stuff out and remembering things and also realizing that we picked every last damn thing you know for the most part uh, I mean we're co-creating so when I would look at some of these things I you know I, I I was fully aware of everything that I've learned and how far I've come and yada 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 and being able to help others and be sympathetic and empathetic and all of those things and be an advocate I still would kind of go bitch <laughs> what the hell were you thinking <laughs> did you just just keep getting in the back of that line for please hand me a little more sexual trauma <laughs> and abuse oh my gosh so uh, all of that really feeds into my whole superheroine archetype where I'm you know Athena warrior goddess who wants to save everybody um, and I realized that, <laughs> that I have a big old fat savior complex. Self-awareness. It's working. But at any rate, um, on this day, when I feel this joy and gratitude and peace, and I know that I have unlocked what I needed to unlock to be able to help other people fully heal from their own stuff, um, 
it makes it all make sense. And I understand what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> but honestly, I still feel like uh, there's degrees of who we are in every dimension that we exist on. And of course, in future podcasts, and hopefully I will have other guests on soon because I know you don't want to just listen to me blah, 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 blah all day long, but, uh, we'll go into that multidimensional stuff. But I really think even on the dimension where I'm up on a ship and I'm going, you know, planning my mission here on earth and choosing these things, that there's a part of me that has enough, uh, ego <laughs> to go I'm going to do it on the super hard advanced level <laughs> because there's that part of me that exists in this realm and so I know that that is probably a part of me everywhere and that it's just to what degree I am <laughs> using it for uh, oh the high road or the low road maybe I don't know how to phrase that Anyway, um, I hope this helped the people that this was for, because I know that that's who will find it. And if anyone, uh, has any questions or needs to talk about this stuff or wants a reading or wants some, uh, direction on how to go about maybe healing themselves physically and spiritually and mentally all at the same time, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Grooving Goddess. You can find me in email at groovinggoddess at gmail.com. And then, of course, uh, there's the anchor page for the podcast. And I am going to give myself a tentative deadline. I'm sure everybody out there who's doing anything, whether it's creative or, you know, you're job that you're really not into, but you know, you got to go do or whatever it is, or all the homeschooling, <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, get that we have to be flexible with this whole deadline thing and rigidity. I really want to do at least an episode a week. Um, and I would like to get this workshop thing going about a month from now. Um, maybe I'll intertwine it with Samhain and Hello Halloween somehow. That would be funny. Anyway, thank you all for being here. And I really hope that this helps. I really hope that even if you're just at the beginning of this and you're, you're crying yourself to sleep or you're having nightmares or you're having flashbacks during the day or you're doubting yourself that anything ever happened or you're in a situation where you're being made to feel like, Oh, come on, just get over it. It wasn't that bad. Um, it will get better. I promise it will get better. And I really believe that I can transform my 26 years of very long, slow progress. <laughs> into a much quicker healing <clears throat> for those of you out there that are, are new to all this. Much love and no matter how it may seem, things are getting better. This is the age of Aquarius 
and we are in Xanadu. See you next time.